Rise with India podcast on ET Now. Good morning and thanks for listening in. This is the daily morning update from ET Now and I'm Alex Matthew. Today is the 23rd of March. In the top news, the central bank said yesterday that the government has decided to cancel its 20,000 crore rupee borrowing scheduled for the 26th of this month after reviewing its cash balance. That reduces the government's 12.8 lakh crore borrowing target for the current financial year that was announced in the budget on the 1st of February. One of the factors that has pushed bond yields higher in the recent past is the government's weighty borrowing calendar both this year and next. The yield on the 10-year benchmark government bond ended marginally lower at 6.18% yesterday. Now, one week after the finance ministry intervened in the matter, the Securities and Exchange Board of India yesterday amended its valuation rule on perpetual bonds bought by mutual funds. The circular issued by the market's regulator said that the deemed residual maturity of Basel 3 additional tier 1 or 81 bonds would be 10 years until the 31st of March 2022. According to the circular, this period will then be increased to 20 and 30 years over the subsequent 6 months. From April 2023 onwards, The residual maturity of these bonds, that is 81 bonds, will become 100 years from the date of issuance of the bond. In the interim, if any issuer of an 81 bond does not exercise the call option, then all of the perpetual bonds of that issuer will have a 100-year maturity. A call option, remember, allows a bank to recall a bond before its actual maturity. In a significant development in the banking space, the Reserve Bank of India yesterday announced the setting up of a standing external advisory committee to evaluate applications for universal banks and small finance banks. The five-member committee will be headed by former Deputy Governor Shamila Gopinath. The other four members include Revati Ayer, who is Director of the RBI's Central Board, B. Mahapatra, who is former Executive Director at the RBI and presently Chairman of the NPCI, T. N. Manoharan, former Chairman of Canara Bank, and Hemant Contractor, former MD of State Bank of India. The committee will have a tenure of three years and will consider applications after the central bank has first vetted proposals. Now, you've likely heard by now about the government's plan to increase the gap between the two doses of the Oxford-AstraZeneca-developed Covishield vaccine to up to eight weeks from the current four to six weeks. It's important to point out here that this is not on account of a shortage in doses, but rather after an expert panel backed such a course of action. The National Technical Advisory Group on Immunization had arrived at its decision in a meeting last week. At the meeting, strong scientific rationale was presented that a slightly longer gap between the two doses was most suitable for Indians. The Bharat Biotech shot continues to retain the same gap between shots. In international news, the US, UK and European Union as well as Canada imposed sanctions against China over alleged human rights abuses on Uyghurs in Xinjiang, drawing an immediate reaction from Beijing. The EU kicked things off with sanctions that target four Chinese nationals and one entity. The US, Canada and the UK, chairing the group of seven meetings this year, largely mirrored these actions that are 
symbolic and unlikely to impact China's economy or behavior. China reacted by saying that the move was based on lies and disinformation and said it would sanction 10 individuals and four entities on the EU side, saying the measures harm China's sovereignty and interests and weren't based on facts. And with that, it's over to Rohit Singh for the trade setup for the day in India. Morning, Rohit. How are we looking today? Good morning, Alex, and to all our listeners. I'll be taking you through a quick market recap and what to expect at opening bell. We rounded off a volatile day with a flat close. And we seem to have become more confused about the direction of the market in the shorter term. While the Nifty Bank was the biggest laggard of the day, rest of the market has held up and in fact the index has ended relatively quietly. One view can be that we are lounging around in a phase of consolidation before we move towards a clearer trend. Fears relating to a second wave of infections and any sudden spike in global bond yields are the two major factors of worry for the bulls. Indavix is again back above 20, nudging slightly away from a bullish market setup. We continue to trade below 15,000 in an expiry week and chances are we may remain volatile all this week. Net fund flow remains a modest sell with FII's dumping shares worth 800 crore rupees on Monday while DII's buying shares worth 550 crore rupees. On the Wall Street, technology stocks stage a smart rebound as it offsets concerns over bond yields. Tesla added to the momentum after a top fund talked about a target of $3,000 within three years. This upbeat handover from Wall Street and softening of US bond yields is supporting Asian markets this morning. In another major development that could sway markets in the days to come, the sparring between US and China seems to be getting intense. The United States and European Union along with Britain and Canada together have imposed sanctions on Chinese officials over human rights abuses in Xinjiang. And here are some stocks that could make headlines this morning. The Times of India is citing sources that claim Tata Group and SpiceJet promoter Ajay Singh have been shortlisted for the bid to buy out Air India. Piramal Capital has raised 4,000 crore rupees through NCDs as it moves closer to acquire DHFL's business through reverse merger. India's largest car maker Maruti will be hiking prices from next month to offset the impact of input costs. Pacific Alliance Group, which is one of the world's largest Asia-focused investment groups, has invested about 2,400 crore for a 51% stake in Edelweiss Wealth Management. This is among the top FDI bets in India's wealth management space. Finally, watch out for banks as Supreme Court will rule on a bunch of petitions seeking to extend loan moratorium period. Just to recap, we have ended the day near yesterday's opening levels and a term called doji pattern is being talked about by chartists. It's an indecisive cue for investors. Let's wait and see how soon before we break out of this pattern. But the longer term view is to stay invested. As Hirenwit told you yesterday at opening bell, and I quote, do not base your decisions on the nifty levels. In order to make money in this market, you need to take a two to three year view and every correction should be used as an opportunity to get into the market rather than time it, unquote. Hope you find this broadcast useful. Wish you a profitable day ahead. Thank you for listening in. Alex, I hand it back to you. Thanks, Rohit. Well, that's all we have for you on this podcast, but you can tune in over the course of the day to ET Now's live coverage of markets and business. This is Alex Matthews signing off. Have a great day. The Rise with India podcast on ET Now. 